Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back. Hopefully you had a fantastic holiday. We certainly did. Mm-hmm. We won't waste a lot of time wishing you a happy new year. We're going to focus all of our best energies on making sure this is your best year ever. The title of today's podcast is indeed that. How will you make this your best year ever? And so Julie and I have created a week's worth of content that's going to help drill down exactly on what you need to be doing. But it's not just, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're actually going to tell you exactly tactical and practical information you need to do this week. The things that you absolutely positively need to get done to ensure that this is going to be your best year ever. Julie, welcome to the new year. Yes, thank you. You as well. And let's be really clear with them. Everybody starts the year feeling optimistic and enthusiastic. Everyone hopes and prays that everything will work out. However, very few actually take the time to create a real plan for their businesses and their personal lives. So you've got to know this, making this your best year ever really is a choice. It does get down to you. Now the good news and the bad news. Are you ready, everyone? (laughs) Warning. (laughs) The good news is your success this year is completely up to you. The bad news is, guess what? Wait for it. Wait for it. Your success this year is completely up to you. That's right. The bad news and the good news, which means it's only you who are accountable. Know that you are largely in control of your life experience. No matter what is actually happening around you, you can succeed at the highest level, no matter what's going on in the real estate market, the economy, politics, fill in the blank. So remember what Benjamin Franklin said. He said, quote, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So that's a good quote to put on the top of, say, your wipe off board to remind you. But this week's real estate training and coaching podcast is an intense focus on the creation of an actual plan to make this your best year ever, a plan that will give you a sense of control and confidence. And I know every listener wants that. Your business and personal life will be governed in a systematic and predictable way so you can achieve the results that you desire. Here's what we want to help you guys eliminate. We want to help you eliminate what we call the real estate night sweats. That's where you wake up in the middle of the night with all these sort of unending checklists of things to do, where you're worried about your financial future, where you're worried about your leads or where they're going to come from, where you're worried about all the things that frankly, once you actually have a plan, you don't have to worry anymore. That's what this, uh, this week's shows are all about. And let's start out with some basics. And Julie, I don't think this was in your notes that you created for everyone. Sure. But the first thing you got to realize is that everyone and their brother and their brother's dog, Bob, are going to try to basically pull you off course this year. The uh, I think the centrifugal force right now Mm -hmm. is definitely towards bad news everywhere you look. That's just the momentum that society seems to be in right now. But the reality of it is, is if you pull yourself out of the fray, if you pull yourself out of the Cuisinart blender, you're going to realize that the makings for 2000 uh, and 2022, 23, 24, 25 are going to be some of the best years possibly in the history of humanity. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but we mean it. And we're going to be talking a little bit about all those reasons reasons um, in, the, in between our points this week. But really, the fact is, is that we're right in the precipice or what, of what's going to be some of the biggest changes in humanity, not just for, you know, real estate, of course, but for health care, for, um, for space travel, for financial things. Well, for, how about global connectivity? That'll yeah, be different. Global connectivity. There's so many amazing things that are going to be at your fingertips. Uh, 
really for the next five, maybe 10 years, despite the bad news that's going to be everywhere. Now, why am I confident there's going to be a lot of bad news out there? Because there is everywhere. Because people have essentially become addicted to bad news. And what's happened is the quote unquote media now, they track what you guys click on, what we click on, and people click on bad news more than they click on good news. So they're going to keep feeding you bad news because they know that that'll get you to click and that'll allow them to sell more ads to you. Or sell stuff that you know the advertisers want you to purchase. That's just how it's done. It wasn't done like that before um, like 2007, but that's how the world exists now. So one of the first things you're going to do, the greatest favors you're going to give to yourself is start by being media free. And if you're not going to be media free, if you're going to be somebody who's completely and totally engulfed and is looking to be engulfed in the bad news that's on social media a lot of times, the bad news that's certainly in the normal media and the newspapers and the magazines, all those things have an agenda and their agendas do not run parallel with yours. Your agenda needs to be exclusive of whatever is happening in the world, either real and imaginary. And that's what's really critically important. And look, guys, there are going to be some headwinds that we're all going to have to work our ways through. It's going to be the end. I'm going to say it again. The end of the pandemic is basically here. Um, and where well, I know some of you, that's going to that's gonna make you mad when I say that. We've talked about the pandemic before, and some of you guys get pissed off when we say it. But we're not saying it your uh, government is saying that the end of the pandemic is near. The end of a lot of the problems that we've experienced over the past couple of years are near. But there's going to be new ones, of course. The biggest one's going to be inflation. But we are going to help all of you guys work through that and make this the your best year ever, despite whatever the headwinds are. Maybe I'll say in, uh, because of the headwinds. Because when the, the greatest fortunes in the history of uh, humanity, really, have always been made during the greatest times of change. And the reason that we're so confident that the next, I think, five to ten years are going to be some of the best in history years to be alive are because is because of all the changes that are taking place and guess what inflation's part of it but so are all the other technological and really healthcare uh, innovations that are coming our way as well so open your mind to the possibilities but you've got to start at home you've got to start in your own five-foot world you got to start with what's around you and that's the point of this week's podcast so open your mind to the possibilities but the worst thing you can do at this point is procrastinate no more waiting no more procrastinating no more getting ready to get started no more thinking well I'll just do this tomorrow and here's the worst thing you can do you know it's just funny julie on one of our um YouTube videos mm -hmm. for our YouTube channel. I put up a little question. I asked, uh, it was three questions. It was basically, do you have a real estate business plan for 2022 or 23 or 24, 25? You know, do you mm -hmm. have a real estate business plan? And it's, yes, I have a plan. It's completed. That was the first option. B was, no, I don't have a plan, uh, but I'm going to get one done. And C was, I don't need no stinking plan. Mm -hmm. And like a vast majority of the agents chose, guess which one? C. Wow. Yes. Scary. They don't make plans. And it, again, it goes back to the quote from Benjamin Franklin. And what's the quote from Benjamin Franklin, Julie Harris? Uh, the, let's see. Where is it? If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So, and, you know, we see this in coaching, right? It, the only question is how long they're going to struggle with that. How long they're going to choose C, I don't need a stinking plan. Because that's not really sustainable if you plan on making this a career or even a valid second career. You ought to ask yourself, for those of you, the majority of you who don't really have a plan, or you think you have a plan, but it's not really a plan. A, you know, a plan, a goal, basically, is a dream with an action plan. Without the action plan, and the action, you know, you're not going to actually accomplish anything. The action plan has to be detailed, drilled down, have a specific end date. And again, we're going to be working through this with you guys this week. But most of you evidently don't have any sort of plan. And as a result of that, 
how do you expect to make this your best year ever? If anything, this could become one of your worst years because of all the before mentioned reasons. So you've got to wake up to realize that this really is in your control. Remember the good news and the bad news. That's right. So shall we jump into the part one of actual accountability? Let's do it. Yes, I know. And this is where you might want to be taking some notes for those of you who are serious. Part number one here is accountability, personal accountability. Everyone says they want it, yet most people spend large amounts of their mental and emotional energy avoiding it. The definition of accountability is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. It's the willingness to accept responsibility where most people go astray. Even, you know, having them hear that sentence, I know probably makes some people squirm, right? Well, but every acceptance of responsibility for your own business. But every single psychological study that's ever been done on high achievers there's several commonalities. The biggest one, the biggest few are number one is they do look for external accountability. Number two, they always hire a coach. And number three, they don't want a coach just going to placate them and be a cheerleader. They want a coach that's going to be critical and look for the things that they're not doing right. I mean, if you're doing the thing, whatever you're doing right, great, keep doing it. But you've got to understand that's not where your growth is going to be. That's right. So it's time to actually own your goals for this year. This assumes that you've worked on what you want to uh, get this year, how you're going to accomplish it, and why it's important to you. If you've not done that yet, it's time to complete your real estate treasure map. If you have already done this, are you following it? See, we're far enough out of the holidays now that they're out of excuses, right? We're not taking more holiday weeks off. We're not waiting for the new year. We're not waiting to get ready to well, get some started. Of them are. Well, they should cut that the, out. The new excuses. It's game on, guys. The new excuses. I'm going to wait to the spring. And then you ask them, you ask them what the hell the spring is to you. Like, that's the question, right? So what does spring mean to you? And if they're in Ohio, like where Julie and I are from, they might say like May or June, but then you're going to have what, maybe two or three selling months, viable months in your real estate business. And you're going to be out of business again. Then it'll be when school gets out and then it'll be the summer. Then it'll be before the holidays. And then you'll be right back where you started. So guys, Julie and I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books. And, uh, well, I should say we listen to a lot of books and one of the, uh, we have a fascination with Elon Musk because, I mean, how can you not? One of the things, I, he was in a, an interview the other day, a podcast the other day with Lex, I forget his last name. I do too. And one of the questions was essentially, are you, do you consider yourself an optimist or a pessimist? And oh, this he, was a great question and a great answer. Yeah, and Elon just sort of paused, and that's what's funny listening to his interviews. Is the, he'll have, he has these really, I guess what could be politely called pregnant pauses. And or you uh, think like the podcast cut out yeah, it's you, because you, Elon's thinking. You look at your phone and see if the t- you know, the seconds are still ticking by. Either that or it's just a passive-aggressive way to basically take sure control which. of the conversation. Yeah. But it's still pretty awesome. It is. So anyway, he, he essentially said there is no optimism and pessimism. There's just what needs to be done. And I just thought that was the damn bottom line truth. Because there is no optimism, pessimism. There is no, because the problem with believing that you have to be this way or the other is giving yourself an excuse not to get things done when you're not being one way or the other. Well, I'm not feeling optimistic today. I'm not feeling motivated today. I don't feel passion today. I don't have all these, and it's all these socially acceptable, you know, diatribe type excuses that prevent you from moving forward. So maybe at the end of the day, if you were to accept the fact that long-term ever-increasing levels of success really does come down to just sit basically three to five things that you do at the highest level every single day in your business, which also translates to your personal life, when you just accept the fact that it's not, it is a never-ending list, but that's the same list of what you have to do every single day. And if you do those things at the highest level, the accumulation effect of having done that every single day 
is going to make all the difference in your life. And it goes to everything. It goes to physical fitness. It goes to wealth accumulation. It goes to you know, your physical well-being. It's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Like Elon said, it's not about being you know, an optimist or a pessimist or not about being motivated or unmotivated. It's just about getting things done. And that is really the bottom line. There's no truer truth than that, guys. So cut through your own BS and move faster and stop looking for external reasons not to get into action now. That's right. So in your real estate treasure map, you're going to discover four specific things. First one is your personal financial, physical, educational, spiritual, and family goals. We work you through that very meticulously so that it, so that it is personal to you. Second thing is you'll create your ideal daily schedule. You'll understand lead generation and create your own lead generation plan. And number four, you'll know exactly what to do daily to meet or exceed your goals. So here's something that's going to help you. Then we're working on this ourselves. To enhance your accountability, go to futureme.org and write a letter to your future self. You can choose the time frame for delivery. Maybe you're somebody that likes shorter term, maybe a 90-day letter to yourself. Maybe it's five years. You decide. They're going to ask for that again. Go to futureme.org, futureme.org. And what it is, it's a place, it, they, they give you suggested questions, but basically what you're doing is writing a letter to yourself. And, and for the future, a lot of people will write a letter to themselves. It asks about essentially all the, really all the personal and then maybe business goal setting type things. It's not specifically for real estate. It's just about yeah. life in general. But you can then set the system to send, obviously you can do this with your own email too, but then you set the system to send you that email email sometime into the future. Maybe it's 12 months from now, maybe it's 90 days from now. We saw people were, you know, the ideas on the website where a lot of people were using the uh, website to give themselves monthly reminders or, you know, every quarter reminders, whatever. But the annual letter to yourself idea is a great concept. It's been around for a long time. And again, we have no affiliation with this website. Some of our friends use it. We're going to use it this year. Yeah, which Julie, it's cool. Julie and I, though, as far as the letter like that, I think that for us, the way we're going to use that is from an interpersonal basis, really, mm -hmm. because you and I are so omnipresent with what we're trying to get done All the time, and what yes. we're, what we're focused on as far as our goals. It's not like we know. Ex so like, you know, goal is a dream with an action plan. It has to have a due date. So for example, if you're giving yourself 12 months to accomplish a specific goal, you write the goal down and we're going to get into this in a second. You write the goal down and then you basically break it down what the action steps are. And if it's a 12 month goal, then you break it down to, you know, I, I, Obviously, you've got 12 months to accomplish it, and there's 52 weeks in the year, and then you can write down specifically what you're going to do. And again, the example, which is really great to use, is say, for example, you want to not just go to the gym and lose 20 pounds. Don't say that. Everyone says that. Or maybe it's 30, or maybe it's 10. Say you want to get into the best physical condition of your life. You don't know what that means. That's undefinable, right? But here's, I'll make something definable for you. Go to Orange Theory, and I wish there was one where we live in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. but there isn't. Go to Orange Theory, and then sign up so that you start going three days of the week, which will seem like I've just basically sent you to hell and back. <laughs> and it will be for the first 30 to 60 days. It will be hard. I promise you. But you don't have to, you can work out as hard as you want to there. You don't have to basically be the fastest. It can be incremental for sure. Right. So go three days of the week. Choose a different day each week to go as far as the time. That way you meet different people in each class. But show up consistently. So if your Monday class is at 9 a.m., show up every single Monday at 9 a.m. You might want to choose the same time every, every three days of the week. Um, if I, if Julie and I were selling real estate, the, we would do different, uh, varying because then you meet more people, but you don't form really close relationships with the same, the regulars that show up, you know, every Monday at 9am using my example. So, but that's, that's a great way for you to a, get in better condition. 
and also to pick up a ton of real estate clients. Yes, you know, it's epic. Julie and I, we don't sell real estate anymore. We haven't sold real estate in a long time, but we have met so we have actually referred to all of our uh, coaching clients so many real estate leads that we have generated out of whatever gym that we're going to. And why do we go to the gym? I don't think there's a day where either one of us look forward to doing it or want to do it. But we go to the gym because we know the accumulation effect of going to the gym is it, it pays dividends. And we've been doing it for long enough now that we see it paying off. And that's true with everything. And so it's also kind of a funny question for you. What are the things that you're avoiding most in your real estate business? And have you noticed that the things that you're avoiding the most in the real estate business are the very same things that are going to A, require skill, right? B, might actually you know, have some rejection associated with it. But C is going to put you in a position to help people. And obviously the most important thing I'll call it M is make money. So you, the things that you're avoiding the most are the things that do require skill might have a little bit of rejection associated with them, but are going to give you the greatest payoffs in terms of personal satisfaction from having helped somebody and obviously made the most money. So when you're going through this, when you're sort of adjusting your mindset to being a truly successful person long-term, realize that it really does start a lot with your mindset and your approach to it. And it is a hell of a lot easier than you think. Remember a second ago, I said it comes down to three to five things. And again, we're going to drill down on those things this week. But really, at the end of the day, here's what matters is you do those three to five things every single damn day, whether you feel like it or not. And some days you're going to have a great time of it. And you're going to have great success. Maybe Julie and I, based on your real estate treasure map, you're going to be required to make five proactive um, lead generation calls to centers of influence and past clients every single day. Calls, not trinkets or mailers or videos, contacts. actual contacts, right? Conversation with a decision-making adult. You don't want to do it every day. You maybe want to do it one day of the month, but you do it every single damn day, whether you want to do it or not. And what's going to happen is you're going to start getting a benefit from that. The benefit's then going to start motivating you to want to do it. But what most of you do is you wait around feeling to feel motivated before you go to do it. You guys get it? See how it's backwards in a lot of your minds? So Julie mentioned the real estate treasure map. We want to give you the real estate treasure map. That's right. Free. Nothing to sell. <laughs> nothing for you to buy. Text the word, our last name, Harris, to 47372. Text Harris to 47372. Go ahead and text the, the last name, Harris, to 47372. And when you do, we'll text you back a link to download the real estate treasure map. This is not a lightweight, you know, nothing plan. This is a very comprehensive plan where the maybe 75% of it is reading about how to create plans, how to create meaningful goals, goals that actually happen in your life. And then the last bit of it is the fill in the blank business plan. You want to do this urgently. Text the word Harris to 47372. And remember, uh, message and data rates may apply. I have to start saying that. I have That's to remind right. myself. Well, so just to remind you guys why the treasure map, again, this gets to your financial, physical, educational, spiritual, and family goals, not just your financial goal. This isn't just saying that you want to earn more than you did last year. This is a very specific drill down for you. You're also going to end up with your personal ideal, ideal daily schedule. And that matters whether you're new to real estate, a veteran to real estate, a part-timer, a full-timer, doesn't matter. That's why it's personal to you. Your ideal daily schedule, your dollar productive schedule. You'll also understand lead generation and create your own lead generation plan. And you'll know exactly what to do daily to meet or exceed your goals. So I don't know why anybody wouldn't do that. Go back to that Benjamin Franklin quote, right? So don't dodge the accountability, guys. We've given you lots of different tools. And I just wanted to say something uh, before we get to the next part here. People talk about accountability partners all the time, and it always kind of 
you know, makes me a little bit nervous when a coaching client's like, can you set me up with some accountability partners? What do you tell them to do when they ask for that? I tell them to be accountable to their coaching call because here's the thing. People have good intentions. Don't get me wrong. But what does it say when you don't show up for your accountability partner? I mean, you're done. Personally, right? I tell, tell them accountability partners are a waste of time. That's, that's my point. You because be because the reality of it is statistically, most people are not going to be held accountable, not even to, mostly to themselves. That's and right. if you're attaching your wagon to that person's, uh, you know, their horse, right? You're going to lose because they're probably, if the very fact that they're looking for somebody who does not know how to hold themselves accountable to hold them accountable, yeah, a that, that's a downward <laughs> adult feral, failure spiral. So yeah. the suggestion here is you have to ultimately, oh, Tim, that's too hard. I can't be accountable myself. Well, why? Why can't you be? The saying you can't be is your ex- part of your excuse du jour and why you're just basically going to waste another year. And why you would blame your accountability partner for wrecking your accountability. It just and doesn't so, make sense. But look, think about the asinine, you know, I'm searching for an accountability partner. I'm going to post everywhere. Okay, I'm going to take two months to find a, a three accountability partners. Now my accountability partners aren't being accountable. Now that's my excuse. Well, I know now, it's not your fault. And now it's June. That's what so many so of you guys do. don't do that, guys. Don't, don't, do, don't do Facebook surveys for accountability do, partners. Do, to Julie's point, hold um, the other people who are already performing, the one percenters who are already performing at the high level, who are part of our premier coaching, hold them accountable uh, by and hold yourself accountable by showing up to the daily semi-private coaching call we have, have as part of premier coaching. As that's our number one selling coaching program. You sign up for premier coaching Monday through Friday. You can attend, and there's a real live coach there to answer questions for you. You're part, you're part of our private Facebook group where you can be there with other members. You're not, I'm, you know, looking for accountability partners, but you're having worked into your schedule, the daily time to attend the semi-private coaching call. You're going to get motivation, inspiration, education from doing that. You can pop over to the Facebook group. You can make friends. You can exchange referrals. That's how you start to form a community. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people that are also going to be in it for the long haul to accomplish their goals who are not looking to you know, identify themselves as optimists or pessimists, but are just identifying themselves as people who are going to get things done. That's it. So let's help you a little bit more with some accountability. Point number two is visual accountability. In addition to your letter to yourself and everything that we just spoke about, it's time to get even more serious about accountability. In the treasure map, as well as Harris Rules, we discuss the effectiveness of visual accountability and whiteboards, and we show you how to utilize those whiteboards and to update them daily. This is something that you should be doing as a daily minimum standard every single day of your life. Now, what do you track? This is explained in detail in both coaching and the books. But well, and the real estate treasure map, too. Estate, yeah. But this is really important. So, you, you know, you track your magic number of active listings. You track the number of um, actual buyers you have, which, by the way, if you use our pre-qualification rules for buyers, you're going to discover that many of the buyers you think are buyers or not. They're just lookers. You track your pending listings. You track your closed transactions. And you also track any um, listing leads that you have that are pre-qualified. So actual listing leads, which you over... I knew I was missing one. You're missing one. there's always five. Yeah. There's five. Yeah, you missed one. Yes, That's okay. Listing leads, which are, of course, the most important thing other than getting your active sold. So that's what you track now, Tim. I, I can use a spreadsheet. Why would I want to put that on my wall? Well, it's visual accountability. And this is, you know, this goes back to a story. I wish I remembered this coaching client's name, but I don't. And I do remember like her son and her worked as part of a team and they were selling usually something like 50 to 60 houses per year. And their goal was to sell hundred. They had a really nice average sale price. So an additional, you know, 40 to 50 homes was a meaningful difference in Definitely. their income. 
And he just couldn't figure out how to get his mom to do it, basically. That was the gist of it. Mm -hmm. So we had, and they were, of course, using the latest CRMs, and they had all their things hidden in a computer. And it was, you know, they were trying to track it. He was very analytical. Well, no, they got sold into a bunch of, you know, Mickey Mouse stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. And so we told him to go to Amazon and order some dry erase boards and put the dry erase boards on the wall. One of the dry erase boards was, it said, here it is. In permanent marker, so you can't wipe it off. It said closings at the top. And then we had him number, not one through 50, which was their typical thing, one through 100, just by pushing the number on the dry erase board from one through uh, 50 to one through 100. Then when his mom would take a listing and she'd walk into the office and, you know, peacocking as agents do or after a closing and she felt successful. But then she looked at that dry erase board and that dry erase board was reminding her how long of a bridge she has to continue to try to cross this year. You know, then that actually kept her on track. And guess what? In the first year, just by what they tell me made that, you know, one change made the biggest psychological difference. Everything about her approach to her business changed. The intensity of her pre-qualifying, the intensity of how consistently she ran her business, how much she stuck to a schedule, how many contacts she made, because she was not able to coast any longer doing her three to you know four transactions a month. She now had to do seven to eight transactions a month. And she had to do that 50 by June, right? So it changes everything. It changes your time frames. It changes the amount of contacts. It changes all of your lead follow-up. I would be willing to guess that they got faster on their lead follow-up as well. They probably got a lot better at pre-qualifying because they had more numbers to do. They had to actually talk to people and sort them out faster. Now, I did also say that buyers, now here's, I see this on Instagram, frankly. You guys love to bitch about buyers being liars. That's something that people in real estate have been saying since day one. But it's not the buyers are liars. It's just that you suck at pre-qualifying them. That's the bottom line. You did not ask them all the tough questions. You wanted to befriend them and talk about, you know, chicken soup and their golden retriever. You did not want to actually ask them the tough questions and get them to sign an agency form and a buyer agency form. You did not want to take the time to force them to treat you like a professional. So, of course, they're not going to treat you like a professional. They're going to go around your back. They're going to work directly with the listing agent. They're going to work with multiple buyer's agents because you told them by not asking them for to formalize your relationship, you told them that you you weren't serious, so why would they treat you seriously? That's Buyers right. aren't bu- liars. You just aren't professional. Now, with that said, if you have to choose between where to spend your time in real estate, and you do have to choose between with buyers or sellers, you are bad shit crazy to spend a majority of your time with buyers. Julie, can you explain to them the difference between a have-to and a want-to <laughs> buyer? Yeah, well, there. Are, as far as buyers go, there are no have-to buyers. I don't. You can argue to the mat with us about this, but there are no have-to-buy buyers, meaning... Buyers have options always. Buyers can rent. Buyers can live with mom and dad. Buyers can live with their kids. Buyers can stay in executive housing. Buyers can keep the house they're already in. Buyers can travel. Buyers can go to VRBO. The list is endless, but they don't have to buy. This year will be the greatest. You're going to hear, here's my prediction. Sure. Around May or June, you're going to see the greatest amount of uh, agents uh, essentially basically be crestfallen because they pinned all their hopes for their entire year on working with buyers. And why May or June? Because that's when the interest rates will probably increase. Mm -hmm. That's when a lot of buyers and by a lot of buyers, I mean, every damn buyer you're working with that doesn't have a house to sell. They're going to take themselves out of the market. They're going to get frustrated. They're not going to find something. They're just going to keep renting. They're going to wait for rates to fall. They're going to try to convince themselves there's a housing bubble and then they're going to wait for prices to drop. They are not going to actually transact. 
And that is not their fault. It is your fault because you are listening to this podcast and we're telling you it's going to happen. So if you have to choose where to spend the rest of your life in this industry, spend it focusing on going after sellers, not working after buyers. Because sellers have to sell. Not every seller has to sell, but certainly a lot more than buyers who don't ever have to buy, right? So sellers who have to sell have a lot more specific reasons. They got relocated. They can't make the mortgage payment anymore. They can't refinance and get out of it. They haven't seen their second floor of their house in 20 years when they broke their hip. They have a lot more reasons. Inherited the to house. Have to it's sell. part of a trust. It it's probate. part of an estate. It's a probate. Divorce the, decree. We teach you all these uh, sources of viable listing leads to, to chase guys. We teach you over 20 different sources of listing leads. And here's the best part. Are you waiting for it? Are you ready? None of it requires pay-per-click advertising or funnels or branding. None of it requires spending any money. It just requires skill. It requires you knowing who to frankly call what to say and how to say it. And then you can start generating an endless supply of listing leads, even in a market that everyone wants you to believe has no listings available. Of course, there are listings available. How many houses sold in the United States last year? 5 million plus. Okay. That was a hell of a lot of listings, houses that got listed. Why aren't weren't more of those yours? You don't even need 1% of that. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about those numbers, right? What's really cool, Tim, and I think we're going to save this next section for tomorrow's podcast because that's pretty big. What's really cool about the agents who get what we're talking about, who understand accountability, who accept the accountability, and who run with it and, and polish their skills, what's really cool about them is the conversations that coaches have with those clients are completely different. It's not about following a schedule. It's not about being proactive. It's not about your scripts. It's not about your pre-listing package. No, it's how to manage all the listings that you created. How to deal with, you know, is it time to hire a transaction coordinator? The conversations when you do what we're talking about, not if, when you do what we're talking about are completely different. But here's really where I'm hoping that they take from today's show, mm -hmm. right? We're big advocates of setting goals. Yes. But we're not, you and I are dispassionate mm -hmm. about having, trying to be passionate about what we, our daily tasks. Right. And we've always been that way. Yes. And, in, we, in and accepting estate. of that. And not making it, I mean, if go back to Elon, right? It wasn't even part of his mental conversation with himself. It wasn't, do I feel like doing it? It's not, is today the day I'm going to finally do it? It's, this is what has to get done. We are passionate for the results that have, when we sold real estate. Yes. We're passionate. Don't, don't try to be passionate for real estate. Real estate, by definition, is a thankless job. How often does someone say thank you? It's a rare damn thing. When you've been in the business as long as we have, when you sold as many houses as we did, you'll remember on one hand, two hands if you're lucky, how many people were overtly and gratuitously, you know, appreciative of the service you provide. Most people are just basically curt in their, you know, appreciation for what you did, if anything at all. But so you will have a hard time having any high level of meaningful passion. And if your success is dependent on your passion of a fleeting emotion, which is called passion, you're never going to accomplish anything in life. Now, with that said, you can become very enthusiastic for the work that you're doing when you see the benefits that work is providing for the people you're helping uh, and yourself, right? So be passionate, if you want to choose a word, for what your work and your the effort, the results from your work, be passionate for what comes as a result of your efforts. Yes. But believe me when I tell you, you are not going to be passionate about the real work of real estate because it is work. It is not play. That's why it's called work, It's guys. called work for a reason, exactly. <laughs> it's not called vacation. Vacation's what you earn as a result of your work. So here's the pledge we're making to you on this first uh, podcast of this new year. And this is probably our, I don't even know how many podcasts we've done. We've done 
over 5,000 podcasts, Jones. right? This is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents. But here's what the commitment that we're making to all of you guys. We're going to actually expand this podcast. No, we're not going to start doing you know, more than five per week, but we are going to start doing more interviews. We are going to start um, exposing you guys to more people that are breathing the same rare air that all of you are or will be as you ascend to higher levels of success in your business and personal life. We are going to create a community or I think um, embolden the community we've already created and fill it with more like-minded successful people so that when you're looking for your own mastermind, you're looking for your people, we're your people. You're our people right? So let's help each other and make this the best year ever. Guys, I promise you the headwinds this year will be wackadoodle compared to the heads, uh, headwinds last year. Though with that said, last year, the government finally admitted that there's UFOs. Last, Check that one in, didn't they? last year, there was a pandemic. Last <laughs> year, there was a whole bunch of other crazy stuff that happened. So the chances are the crazy list of things that can happen in life those boxes are pretty much checked for a while. Let's hope so. And now we're going to be back to, say, normal levels of insanity. Right. Not heightened Which levels. Which we used to think was, was insanity. Yeah, but I now mean. Now it's all been recalibrated. I mean, inflation is awesome compared to, like, the stuff we've had to deal with. Yeah. I'll take inflation any day of the week any over a week. global pandemic. I know. That's right. <laughs> so, guys, in the meantime, a listen to past podcasts. Stay motivated. Stay focused. Let's work together to make this your best year ever. If you've not yet downloaded your real estate treasure map, text the word Harris to 47372. Text the word Harris to 47372. And remember, message and data rates may apply. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.